Welcome to Much More Muchier with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Odd Imagination production. But we are here to talk about, and I wanted to ask you, when I look up Hypnotica, it's also called Unhinged? Correct, yeah. That was the previous title. We changed the title to Hypnotica, yeah. So people, when they look for it, they can look for Hypnotica. Hypnotica on IMDb Pro, it's still, uh, you know, it's so tough to change a title on there for some reason. Uh, so, you know, the working title originally was Unhinged. And then when we were in pre-production, uh, the Russell Crowe movie was coming out, Unhinged. Yeah. And so we were like, oh, shit, we got to change the title or something. Because <laughs> you, if you can avoid it, if it's easy to do, then then you want to, you know, avoid the confusion. So we changed the title. And but IMDb Pro, uh, you know, I sent in a thing to change it, but they still haven't done it. So I'm not sure that they will. So, but yes, uh, Hypnotica is where you'll find it. If you're looking for it, it's going to be Hypnotica. All right. And I mean, you don't want to go up against Russell Crowe, so. No, I don't. No, he's a big man. (laughs) (laughs) Big man in many ways, talent wise, and and also physically, he's a big man. (laughs) He can kick your ass in a couple different ways. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly right. So why would I do that? Why? No, I'm not going to do it. No. And it's so it's so funny sometimes with films like um, we covered a, a a film from the UK and in yeah. the UK it's called I think Hounded and here it was called Hunted. So it was kind of I guess yeah. on what you know country you're watching it and it might have a different name. So yeah, yeah, well. I, yeah. I don't know the reason why they would do that, but because you want to like have like kind of some kind of recognition factor so that you know, all the uh, media and everything is directed towards one place, but uh, who knows? Right. Yeah. And talk about IMDb. Kira was losing her mind because she was doing that interview and she's like, where the hell is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to message the rep. I'm like, uh, where's your movie? <laughs> so so our, our rep reaches out to you and says, hey, would you like to see this movie or yep. interview this? I see how it works. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a few interviews and you're the first person I've asked because I never asked anybody, you know, uh, what was the process? You know, there's all different kinds of people, you know, with different websites and podcasts and things. And so, um, so yeah, I'm sure, yeah, PR, that's what she would do. She would reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and not for nothing, but we love that company. We love that, uh, those reps. Yeah. Yeah. I've been working with them for a couple of years now and they're just phenomenal. And I'm not kidding when I say they give us the best guests. Oh Every, yeah. I have never had a guest from, you know, October coast and been like, eh. <laughs> they've, they've always been cool. They've been entertaining. Yeah. And no matter the degree of not professionalism, but money, I guess that has yeah. gone into a film, the films are all good. Oh, it's good. And a lot of times they say that they say, oh, we spent $10,000 on this film. I'm yeah. like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Look yeah. like it doesn't look like it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't spend 10,000, but we didn't, we didn't have a lot of money. I'll put it that way. <laughs> but I think um, you guys make up for it with heart, honestly. I mean, yeah. with the passion for what you're doing and the story itself. I mean, that, that puts so much into it. And I think that's something that a lot of people, a lot of, movie viewers maybe they don't see more independent films because they're used to movies costing a lot of money and having a lot of this and a lot yeah. of that well it's those, like yeah no i think you're right pop <laughs> is, is it okay to call you pop 
Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Look, all the media, all the advertising, everything goes towards the, those big tent poles. And um, the whole system has changed so dramatically over the last few days or a few years. And it's become really uh, just about money. And it's become this enterprise and it's taken away from, but there's still independent cinema out there trying to, and, and this is why I think this is so great that we mm -hmm. can hopefully do some grassroots stuff and, and promote independent films. And, and, you know, they may not be perfect. They may be rough around the edges, but there's, like you said, hopefully there's heart to it. And there's something, a re raison d'etre, a reason that they made the movie that connects with people. And I think that's, it's like walking in, you know, the old days when you walk into a bookstore, right? Mm -hmm. and you don't know it's kind of exciting it's kind of fun and 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 or a blockbuster in the old days you know and you don't know what some of those movies are what's behind what's in the pages of a book and and sometimes you'll you'll find I mean I remember one time I walked in and I had no idea and I bought The Collector I don't know if you ever read The Collector by John Fowles mm -mm. they made it into a movie with Anthony Hopkins years ago and it was an astounding book it was a great book. And I think, I don't know if it won any awards, but I had no idea. You just walk in and you read the book and stuff. So I think that for film, there's this, luckily there's still this independent, um, you know, kind of um, wave of, of films that are out there that people can see and find a way to get to, you know what I mean? Right. And absolutely no shade to like the Spielbergs or the Tarantinos or the Coppola's. Yeah great directors, but with independent films, when you are the writer, you're the director, you're the, the composer. You're when the you're the sandwich doing, maker, you mop the yeah. floors. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to say that it, no, I do. I think it means more yeah. to that because you have so much to lose. You have so much to win. You yeah. have put blood, sweat, and tears. You know, you've got your kids in, in, in monster masks, you know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> But that's everything. so true what you're saying, Papa, that is really true, because um, to make a movie every minute on screen is so laborious and takes so long. And it's mm -hmm. such a sacrifice. It's your money, it's your time, it's everything and your whole family um, has to be part of it too, in a sense. So it is it's it's yeah. And if you're if you're doing if you're Spielberg, I mean, or somebody that is getting paid a lot of money, well, then you're getting paid that money. And right. so it's a, it's a job. So no matter what, you know, you, you've got a job. So that's good. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we should probably do this. Guys, you have just jumped into the middle of a conversation between myself and A.T. Sharma. We're going to be talking about Hypnotica, which is going yeah. to be digital and on demand March 31st, right? Correct. That's what, that's the last I know. I don't even know. They didn't tell me for sure, but that's my yeah. understanding. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think it's the 31st. There's okay. a lot of really good films coming out here in the next couple of weeks, and it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, but Hypnotica is based on real cases, real events, right? Mm -hmm. And I, it's based I wanna, on real case studies. Yes, that's right. All right. And this is we're not going to do any spoilers. We're not going to do it because we want you to watch a film. But a simple breakdown. There's a psychiatrist treating a gentleman. And he's using hypnosis, but as he's treating the gentleman, he's finding out some some crazy stuff, some yeah. uh, scary stuff. And yeah. it's based a little bit. We don't like I said, I don't want to spoil nothing, but it's based on 
or it references possession. Now, possession can be a very polarizing thing. Either you absolutely believe in it or you absolutely don't. I don't think there's anybody in the middle going, eh, maybe. <laughs> it's just, it's a very yes or no thing. Just it's to me. Frightening. Yeah, it's frightening if you, if you uh, buy in, if you believe. Yeah, it's very frightening. But no, like, uh, yeah, the movie, you know, there's a lot of uh, referencing the case studies. There's a lot of case studies on um, past life regression and reincarnation mm -hmm. and, and that sort of thing. And um, it's pa uh, practice today, you know, everywhere, really. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, reincarnation and, and past lives started to really was studied in like uh, the late 60s by uh, uh, Professor Stevenson. And he started looking at children. And that's where we see most cases of, of past, uh, past lives. And they, the children are not put under hypnosis or anything. They just spontaneously, and it's usually between the ages of three and seven, they'll mm -hmm. start talking about another life and somebody else. And they give such amazing detail that you can actually go and, and research it and find out, did this person actually exist? And, mm -hmm. um, Stevenson started doing it uh, and he went to India and he started uh, talking to some children in some villages and uh, a couple of them described things in such detail. And, um, and then they started looking into it and they found that in another village 25 miles away, they found the person who had died five years ago. And most of the time with past lives, it's usually somebody who has died dramatically, suddenly or violently. Mm -hmm. And um, so she, this this one patient, Kumkum, described this this uh, other woman that died five years ago, and she described everything in detail: how there was a sword that hung above her bed, how she had a pet snake that she fed milk to, all little details that there's no way she could have known at the age of three or four years old, and and that she's not the only one. There's a lot of a lot of these cases, um, even with adults. There was a Jane Evans that was studied a lot who had six past lives that she recounted. And wow. one of them, she had a high school education. She had no understanding of, of history in that at that level. And that's kind of referenced in the movie in Hypnoticum. And so she, but she talked about being the wife of Titus during the Roman occupation of England. Okay. And, wow. and she talked in detail about that time period. Um, and there was there was obscure facts that hardly anybody knew that she knew that it was impossible for her to have known. And so um, there's a lot of interesting stuff about this. And so when we talk about the case studies that kind of led to this, that's just a sampling and, and sort of thing about it. I'm actually a, a physician myself. And Are you? Yes. And, and after medical school, I graduated. I'm Canadian. Well, I'm not Canadian, but um, I, I went to medical school in Canada and I I initially started practicing there. And then uh, after I, I graduated medical school, I did a weekend course in hypnosis. Uh, but, uh, but I was never able to hypnotize anybody. And I was never able to be hypnotized, but I saw it being done. And it is a pretty amazing hypnosis to me, you know. Um, so yeah, that's a bit of a background. Wow. And I will admit to having that guilty pleasure of... Um watching the videos the creepy pastas or the, the, the don't watch this you know alone where it talks yeah. about kids that are recounting a past life yeah and 
those can be kind of creepy and it might have to do with, you know, the atmosphere that's created by the storyteller. But I did read uh, a book. There was a little boy, I think he was three. Uh-huh. Um, and he would, he would give this, he would, you know, he would say things and he would give these like little bits of information. I want to say they thought, I want to say Lou Gehrig. It was one of those baseball players. I think it was yeah. Lou Gehrig. But he described um, the house he grew up in, the little kid that he described yeah. the house he grew up in. He was a huge fan of baseball. He played like, um, what do you call that? The baby league. The <laughs> a T-ball? T- T-ball. Yeah. yeah. And it, it took me from thinking kids say the darndest things to, <laughs> to whoa, wait a moment. Yeah. And do we feel like maybe a kid could be coached? you know, for clout for the parents. Absolutely. Yeah. But could it happen? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Anything yeah. is. Well, that's the thing, you know, we don't, I think there's a lot of stuff that's paranormal, uh, ESP, all these things. I think there's something there definitely that we don't understand that I sure yeah. don't have any idea about. No, you're, you're right. And so it is in, in your, in, it, it's the environment that you're in when you hear these stories, it can totally scare the crap out of you. Like, look at Blair Witch. I was, a, I was, a, you know, an adult when I saw that mm-hmm. movie and I couldn't sleep for two nights. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it's just, uh, you never saw the witch. You didn't know what was going on and that sort of thing. And hypnotica too, you know, when you, and you know, when we, um, when he's hypnotizing the patient, Oliver, um, you don't see all the visuals and we thought should we put in the visuals in post-production when we were editing it I thought well maybe you know maybe we should be putting in some visuals here to help guide the audience you know a little bit and then I thought um, you know I think the imagination is more powerful and the sounds and what could be and so we let it along and we didn't do that so I don't know what you thought do you think we should have put in some visuals there no but you you mentioned that point in hypnotica and that when you were talking before i was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because yeah. there's a moment and I, again no spoilers but there's some some facial things that happen and it's incredibly creepy and it's so funny because you you had that in the film and yeah. there's a filter, i was on instagram earlier and there's this filter that like you've probably seen it it brings the mouth up like this yeah and yeah <laughs> oh and that part in the film i was like that's it that's it right there that's creepy. And <laughs> so you're you're right about the atmosphere. I think between um, the looks, the the visual aspect of it, and just like these moments of like quietness and pausing, yeah, amped it up a thousand good, percent. Good, good. So hopefully we made the right decision. But one thing that's um, interesting about the past life, um, not theory, but belief, I guess. Yeah. is people um, that have birthmarks. There's like, your birthmark is, marks the place, you know, how you died, right? You're people right. have, you know, they have them here. And it's That's like- That's right, yeah, there, yeah, you're right about that. There's research into that, yeah. Yeah, but I don't have any birthmarks. So is this my first time around? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you were poisoned <laughs> or you drowned. <laughs> oh, interior birthmarks, yeah. all right. Do you have asthma or any digestive issues? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but I wanted to go away. Maybe back. it is your first time then. Might be. It's been a rough first time then. Maybe I'll do better the second time. 
<laughs> See, that's a podcast right there. What you that that gets me intrigued. <laughs> oh, but um, you said something. Uh, you were a practitioner and in Canada, mm. and you could not hypnotize, nor could you be hypnotized. Right. I have an interest in being hypnotized because I'd love to see. Yeah. Like subconscious is hiding it from me. Yeah, but no I, kidding. But also, I don't know that I trust anybody enough to have that access. Does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense. But when you're under hypnosis, there's a part of you that's still aware of what's going on. It's not mm -hmm. like you're completely uh, uh, unconscious. So, mm -hmm. uh, and you will never do anything that that you don't want to do. Really. Oh, that's reassuring. You will kind of you'll kind of go along, and it'll seem like a really good idea, whatever it is. You know, if somebody says walk around and cluck like a chicken, you'll say, "Oh, wow, that's a great idea. I'm going to walk around and cluck like a chicken." But <laughs> it's not. You won't do anything that you would be uh, abhorrently opposed to. Let's put it that way. Right. Don't don't walk out in traffic and pull your pants down or something. Right. Exactly. No, I don't think you'd be doing that under hypnosis. No. So you don't have to worry. There's a lot <laughs> of places around it. I don't know. Where are you? Where are you located? I'm in Florida. Oh, you are. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I don't know about where you are, but around LA here, there's a lot of places that, um, that you can go to for regression therapy. There's a lot of alternative um, therapies or treatments or even mystical things that I'm incredibly interested in. Yeah. And I am not in the correct location to be finding out any of it. I would really <laughs> scratch my wings, but like, like I said, the, the past life regression, um, getting my tarot read that I read, yeah. I would love to have that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's Sometimes awesome. it's amazing what they know. You just wonder how the hell did they know that? Right. You know, a lot of times you don't get anything, but sometimes it's like, there's no way. You know, yeah. Makes you I'd wonder. Be Turn the money card. Turn the money card. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just a little. Just a little. But it, it's there's where so in much. Florida are you? Uh, do you know where Orlando is? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm we like were, we were in uh, we we won uh, the jury award in best actor in Orlando. Well, look Dramatica. at you. What? I said, look at you, fancy pants. <laughs> yeah, in Orlando. Yeah. Listen, we are here talking about the award-winning film. <laughs> But it's just, people can be so close-minded. Mm -hmm. It's like, why would you want to be so restricted? Why would you not want to branch out and find out, oh, it's the devil. You know what? I think you'll uh, know if it's the devil. Yeah. Because it'll be the devil. It's like, <laughs> it don't play your records backwards. You know, it, it's it's so many interesting things that people are so closed off to. Is yeah. it the, probably fear? Well, it's fear. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, when you don't know about something and you don't know what it could lead to, it is scary. You know, uh, I think um, with paranormal activity, Spielberg was given the video and he watched the movie in his house and he was so uh, scared of it that he wrapped it up two or three times in cellophane bags and put it outside his door. He thought somehow it would bring evil into his house. You're talking about Steven Spielberg. So mm -hmm uh there's definitely you know things that we're scared of i'm like that i you know you, I, i'm thinking like oh my god I, I just never know you never know I, why would i take a chance you know what i mean it's right. silly it's but it's but it does scare you and um and you don't want to live with that fear so that's 
what you just said about spirit, that's like the movie equivalent of putting a book in a free, a book in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> I heard so many people say, like they'd be talking about, I love horror. I love Stephen King, but people would be talking about a book and they'd be like, that book went straight to the freezer. And I'm like, is that keep the demon in? Because <laughs> you freeze I it never heard of that before, putting it in the freezer. Oh, maybe, maybe it's a horror person, but it's yeah. just it's so funny. It's like, why? I mean, yeah. it's like, Jumanji away and Jumanji kept coming back so why would you... <laughs> that's right if what? you can't get rid of rid of Jumanji I mean god help you. you're not going to get rid of these other demons <laughs> you got no chance no, no chance. chance zero chance <laughs> and I wonder with the fear aspect going back to the hypnosis yeah do you think that could be a preventative to being hypnotized or is you know, it? I think, you know, what I've learned is that um, most people are able to be hypnotized, even people that are resistant initially. Um, hmm. uh, but you have to kind of, uh, you know, it depends. But a lot of people can be hypnotized very easily. Uh, so it just depends on the person, how accessible they are. I would also, I would also think it would be... Um, the skill level or the the aptitude that the person doing exactly. it yes totally absolutely i think that's for sure i think hypnotists that are successful have this kind of ability to kind of command uh a presence and um you know look even conversations are uh, there's levels of hypnosis when you're doing public speaking there's levels of hypnosis where you're commanding the audience and they're kind of under your sway and they're going along with what you're saying and thinking and when you take it more and further and further you can then go deeper into uh, trance and that sort of thing wow you you made me think and i'm not anti-religion if you want to practice it that's that's your business but yeah. a lot of preachers specific types of preachers or reverends just what you were saying the way they talk yeah, you got i absolutely great, you know going up in volume taking it down yeah, yeah. absolutely that sing-song quality they, they kind of lure you in and then you buy and believe whatever they're selling that's yeah. crazy yeah yeah i saw a mm -hmm. video short of a, a young woman who had been raised in like the evangelical and she kind of her words broke free and she was doing that thing she said i'm gonna talk to you like a tiktok preacher i'm gonna bring it down and i was like no yes because that's exactly what they do yeah it's, and she's like as she's doing it she's like i'm not really saying anything and i'm like yeah. oh my god <laughs> and you just have to don't be on guard all the time like have your conversations yeah. Yeah. but be, be aware that people could be trying to manipulate you. Oh, I think I think that's for sure that um, uh, especially uh, with the male female dynamic, I think there's certain men that definitely um, use oh, that yeah. to prey on younger women and and uh, you know kind of uh, the, uh, you know in naive uh, you know girls even and um, it, it's it's a dangerous area you know and it's an area of the brain we don't understand. Um, you know what's locked in there right pup we don't know what's in there and and like you said earlier uh you don't don't know what's locked in your mind in the recesses mm -hmm. what truths what what uh what secrets are there that would completely change your way of thinking about yourself and the world around you i mean it's it's pretty wild i think yeah 
I would really like for them to unlock the part of my brain that can do like algebra because, <laughs> you know, knowing- I want to unlock the part of my brain that like you said earlier, <laughs> makes me a lot of money. Turn that money card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's where I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> Can we look in there and can we find that one? Here's the money card. That's what I, that's what I want unlocked. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. It's just, you know, there's so much. And I think it was dispelled as a, like a urban legend, but like we only use 10% of our brain. It's like, no, honey, we're trying to use a hundred percent of it, <laughs> but there's parts <laughs> and they don't want to wake up. They don't want to be talking with us. Yeah. It's like, yeah. No, you're, you're so right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, in this movie, we try to explore um, what would happen if, you know, you thought you were you were doing a regression therapy. You thought mm-hmm. uh, that um, maybe is what is this patient talking about? And this is a young psychiatrist in the movie, just fresh out of practice. And he, he graduated UCLA and everything. And um, and then you you, you're wondering, I mean, is this, is this a past life this patient's having? And then we tried to throw a twist there as well to keep you guessing. Right. And, and the thing about the therapist is, like you said, the hair on, he's fresh out of college. He thinks he knows, right? Right. He thinks he knows exactly what the problem is. This is how you treat it. Doesn't really, I mean, he does try to come at a couple different angles, but yeah. that's that rigid mindset that we were talking about that is it totally is yeah there's a there's a book by a a board certified psychiatrist uh who's um a a professor at new york medical and he's a a psychoanalyst at concordia university and he's written a book called demonic foes where he was asked by a catholic priest to look at a, a patient and see what did he think and um some of the things that the patient was saying, the things that they knew, and then the things that they showed um, spoke to something that was clearly paranormal. There was no question about it. And he documents several of these cases in that book. So it's a fascinating study about um, potentially what is that paranormal thing? Is there is that an evil force or is it something else? And then some of the patients he went and they actually did exorcisms on. And um, that's something we're seeing lately in the last few years around the world is the, the number of exorcisms is going up by quite a bit. So I'm not sure what's happening, but I think it's that, um, you know, for uh, the, the, the Catholic uh, priests would have you believe that, and, and I don't know, because I don't know the answers to these questions, is that more and more people are moving away from religion. And so it's allowing more opportunity for um, demonic forces to come and in it, yeah and isn't that the answer that you expect from a religious that, organization that would be that would be <laughs> the answer i would expect pop <laughs> <laughs> it's it is it you know demonic possession is it mental illness i mean neither yeah. of them are really getting the attention that they deserve yeah, yeah that's the thing you know um when i was in practice and i was doing my um training i we went to the mental facility and there was a young woman there and she took me aside, you know, I was kind of, well, I was interviewing her and she said, um, I'm pregnant, but nobody will believe me. And I know you're not going to believe me either. And I don't know how to get out of here, but, but I'm, I promise you, I haven't had sex, but I am pregnant and it's mm-hmm. crazy and nobody will believe me. And I don't know what else to do. And, uh, and so she, she had me kind of wondering, and then I found out she'd been saying this for 13 months. So, mm-hmm then, you know, 
you found out, okay, this is a mental illness. But uh, some of these cases that are explored in the book, uh, in, in this movie, um, you know, those are cases where you can't explain it based on mental illness. So there's cases where um, psychiatrists, uh, you know, there's another psychiatrist, M. Scott Peck, that did a lot of work on this too. And um, he, he talked about cases where uh, psychiatry had run out of answers. You couldn't explain what the patient had. And um, there was some sort of paranormal element there. And um, uh, Peck was a very religious guy. Uh, and uh, he was very, uh, he was a Harvard grad and everything else. And he served in the military, but he really uh, knew his stuff. And he was in interviewed on PBS and everything else. But he felt that um, a possession should be a medical diagnosis you know, in the DCM-4, <laughs> along with bipolar, schizophrenia, there should be evil possession. So I mean, why not? <laughs> I don't know. I think you'd have to have more of a, a scientific basis to prove it. And this, that's the conundrum that we're in, you know, right. um, where, where is, you know, what do you, how do you uh, interpret these things? You know, Carl Sagan in 96, I think he said about all these cases of possible past lives and all these documented cases where there was these such specific details and, and they presented them uh, to the Journal of the American Medical Association. And he said that there is no other plausible explanation that this is definitely something paranormal beyond our understanding. So there's a lot of stuff there that, uh, you know, it's what you said earlier, Pup, it's like there's maybe there's a fear factor that keeps us from putting the proper uh, resources to investigating these things or putting them out there. I think um, so. Uh, who knows what the future holds, you know, what we're going to find out one day and and we'll say, oh, my God, it was this thing all along. You know, it was right. this element of paranormal activity that 0.1% of the population has that they're able to do this or that, that maybe certain psychics have, or who knows what it is, you know? Yeah, and I would like to see in my lifetime, uh, not necessarily paranormal because I believe in them. Oh, I do believe in ghosts as well, <laughs> let me clarify yeah. that. I'm hoping in my lifetime that we will find and hopefully meet or interact with another species from another planet. Yeah, I would also like to, I think we need to open our minds a little more because there's a lot that we could figure out and be educated by in, yeah. in regards to paranormal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say you have the most gorgeous view behind you. What oh, am I thanks. Here. Are those the hills or? Yeah, Ooh. those are the hills in Porter Ranch. Nice. But you can't see them because of the fog and stuff. Look at that pool too. Yeah. There's a, we actually shot another movie back here that's going to be coming out hopefully next year called Dangerous Masala, which Ooh. is, uh, uh, you know, and uh, that pool is where the guy drowns his wife. Oh, I'm nice. Sure. Well, not nice. <laughs> nice it, image. It's like uh, the movie is like a... Um, it's a first year anniversary of this uh, Indian man and his he had an arranged marriage and his wife came over from India and it's their first year anniversary and they've got the whole place decorated for a party and then uh, she says some things to him and he's like a little bit uh, 
you know, a little bit off his rocker. And then um, he, uh, he, he sees her outside decorating and he, in a fit of rage, he goes out there, they have a little argument and he drowns her in the pool right there. And just as he realizes what he's done and he's freaked out, um, the doorbell rings and, and guests are arriving for the party. You know, there's relatives coming, friends, everybody. So then he drags the body into the garage and tries to hide it and go on with the party like nothing happened and, and, tr and lies, tries to lie his way out of the whole thing. So um, uh, they're like, where's the missus? And he's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, they say, well, you know, uh, I, I don't know where she is. Uh, she said she was going to get her hair done and, and stuff like this. So, uh, and um, yeah, so it gets, it builds from there and, and then it gets pretty crazy and he tries to escape with her in the trunk of his car during the party and, and then, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah. Talk about a rough divorce. Holy crap. <laughs> that was, now she'll probably have a past life, right? Because she yeah. died violently. <laughs> uh, she'll she'll be reincarnated into somebody else and come back yeah. and get them that's a good movie idea actually pup <laughs> she dies violently and comes back reincarnated as somebody to wreak vengeance on him right right they just have to go up first <laughs> walking down the street and there's a baby in a stroller giving him the finger like <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's right they gotta grow up you're right about that i never thought about that it'd be a while coming right <laughs> yeah, he'd be old. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be an old man, but it's still, you know, it's still there. The vengeance. There's, there's your ending. You know, they go to get revenge, and they'll he dies of old age, and they're like, right, yeah. right. He dies of a heart attack just before, <laughs> right, could get the revenge. Oh man. Well, <laughs> now that I've you know written your next film for you, thank um, you so much. Can people, is there a website? Can people keep up with the film, keep up with you? I think, um, I, I, you know, people, I, I've been <laughs> asked that a few times lately. Um, where's your social media presence? We had no idea who you were. We couldn't find you. We were looking to research you. So I've got to do a better job with that. So I don't have anything specific, but Terror Films will have it. Okay. Go on to terrorfilms.com uh, um, or just Google Terror Films and, and uh, look up Hypnotica and you'll find everything you need to know about the film's release, where you can see it and all those kind of great things. We love terror films. We really do. Great. Yeah. They've been really good. Uh, Joe is great. The whole team is great over there. I've really enjoyed working with them. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, and it comes out on demand and digital on the 31st. Okay. It has been amazing talking to you. I want you to come back. I want to get Kira and you and I so we can talk religion and spook <laughs> and regression and past lives. And I know that I was the little match girl in my past life. You know, things <laughs> like, we can talk about alternative universes, yeah. the Mandela effect, all that creepy deep. What it do you sounds say? great to me. I might need a drink or two, but sounds great. Oh, yes, we can do that. We will set it. <laughs> okay. right. AT, you have a wonderful day, and I hope it, I hope the sun comes out for you. It's kind me of great. Me too, me too. It's been, uh, yeah, it's way too cloudy. It was raining all day yesterday, all day today, and now it's finally stopped. So hopefully it'll, it'll clear up here. A little bit of sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have a wonderful day and come you back too, soon. Pop. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Have Thank a good one. You, you too. Bye. Bye. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, 
as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Odd Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit autimagination.org, A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.org.